Welcome to All Turns and No Breaks. This isn't an ordinary show. This is NASCAR Talk for fans by fans. Hey NASCAR fans, welcome back to another episode of All Turns and No Breaks. And let me tell you, it is a pleasure being with my man, my ace, my sidekick, my one and only Mr. Front Row Kenny. How you doing, my brother? Yo, yo, yo. What's happening? What's happening? Hope everyone is doing well. Staying hydrated, of course. Absolutely, <laughs> Kenny. I'm going to tell you, this is probably one of the best times of the year for sports. And let me tell you why. Because we we have so much going on, and it's just it's just mind-blowing. You you have the, the NFL just kicked off. We're in the second week. October baseball is right around the corner. The playoffs are starting to set in, and you're starting to see who's going to be where. I mean, and then you have, you know, NASCAR right in the midst of, you know, the playoffs here, and, and it's just it's just really, really a wonderful time for sports. And, and, I mean, if you're a sports fanatic, like I know you are, like I know I am, this is just one of the best, best times of the year, because I like I'm literally like just with the remote in my hand, just switching and and going from from channel to channel, <laughs> and I can't stop. Man, I'm telling you, that's all you can do at this time of the year, and I love it to death because I mean, you know, everything is either things are either ending or they are getting ready to get started. Yeah, up. exactly. Obviously, like you said, football is back. Shoot, basketball preseason is next month, and that is in just what two something weeks from now or a week and a half from now. So yeah, we are right on the cusp of like one of the best times of the year, like you said, in sports. And for all our listeners out there, I hope you guys are big sports fans because you know what? As you talk about baseball, we are recording this on a Monday night, and the New York Mets have clinched and they're going to be in the postseason for the first time since 2016. And just in case y'all don't know, I was in college last time. So wow. there's that. But I am very happy my Mets are back in the playoffs, and we'll see how we yeah, do. Yeah, you know what? I was going to tell you, you know, and, and by the way, Max Scherzer pitched a gem tonight. I think it was he picked six perfect <laughs> innings. Uh, they ended up winning the game and closing it out. And mentioned that playoff berth. My cheating Astros also did it. I'm just going to throw it out there because I know most of y'all people are going to just throw it in my face anyway. But yeah, we we uh, clinched a playoff berth today, and I believe we clinched the I believe we clinched the home field advantage throughout the entire first or throughout the entire playoffs, I should say. But this is just a really good time, and 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 especially for your Mets, because I'm gonna tell you, I, I've I've hated the Mets my entire life, you know, <laughs> since, since since that '86 game. <laughs> Since that '86 season, but but <laughs> I I think I think sometimes I wake up with nightmares seeing Jesse Orozco <laughs> throwing his damn glove in the air. Uh, just it just burns me. Anyway, but my, my one of my one of my fellow comedians, he's a huge Mets fan, and and he and he's from California, which is weird. But you know, I always I always had assumed he was a Dodger fan at least, or maybe even a. Uh, a Giants fan because he grew up in Modesto. I'd give a shout out to my boy Manny Maldonado, uh, who is uh, still working hard on the comedy circuit. Uh, but he's a he's a huge New York Mets fan. And Kenny, I'm telling you, man, from from me to you, it's it's real nice to see you know the Mets you know back in the playoff race like like just like old times. Uh, yeah, man. Hopefully uh, everything goes well and you know we play well. I mean, I've really have liked the way the team the team's been constructed. I'm really excited and 
obviously like you know Atlanta having their little moment of coming back in the in the at least in the NL East and running it up because we had a pretty bad stretch earlier this summer. So either way, I'm just happy they clinched. I'm excited for postseason baseball. Look, it don't nothing compare to postseason baseball. Like it's just something about it. Yeah, Even man. if you don't watch baseball, really. If you turn it on on a Tuesday night in October, I'm telling you, it just it, it feels different. It like absolutely the aura, does. The pitches, like everything, feels a lot faster than it does in the regular season. Like when a pitch, when you know when you got someone up, like usually it t- it feels like forever. But in the postseason, I swear it feels just as quick as like any other sport. But yeah, I am super excited for that. I will say this, and I know this doesn't happen very often, but. I was actually out of town this weekend with my girlfriend, went out to the beach. I've actually finally taken somewhat of a vacation, so I can actually reset myself. So I didn't get a chance to watch the race in its full live, that is, but I watched a bunch of highlights. And so the first round of the NASCAR playoffs, nobody from the playoffs won. Nobody. We got three different winners, and all three of them are not in the playoffs. That is so, insane so, to me. so now, Kenny, I know we talked about this, I think, I can't remember if it was last week's episode or the week before that, when we were talking about, you know, what, what when was the last year that we had these many different winners? And I, th- I, th- I think I, I, I heard on one of the networks that they were talking about it. And I think this this year might be the first time that they've actually surpassed the, the last year, whenever it was, of, of, of X amount of different winners that we've had for the year, correct? So actually it tied. So oh, this is it, is okay, it's tied. Fifth, That's what it is. Yeah, so this is the fifth time so far. Obviously, we still have seven races left to go. So this can be surpassed this year very easily. But going back to 1956, there were 19 winners, 58. 1961, 2001, and this year itself has had 19 different winners. So we have of doing that. They surpassed 2011, which I believe was 18. So that's been surpassed. And I still can't believe that we've actually reached this point. I mean, we talked about it earlier in the season where we thought like 16 winners was definitely going to happen. Here we are three above that number. But the thing is about that, no one can just jump into the playoffs. So with that now, Eric Jones winning the opener at Darlington, Bubba winning at Kansas, and now Chris Buescher getting his second career win. Now, really, it's funny because his first win was a, of all things, a fog-shortened win at Pocono way back when. And now he's got a win under his belt where there was no real circumstance other than they put the car in the right spot had a really good day and to be quite frank the 17 has showed quite a bit of speed and I even said it before the playoffs started that I felt that they had a chance to get in based on a couple tracks yeah. coming up Bristol is also one of his favorite tracks I actually remember that because we did a Q&A with Chris Bush when I was working for NASCAR and I remember I asked him something like that and he, that's actually something he said it was perfect and it made me think of it, but yes, he's a, a he's got his second win, and man, what a way to well, do it! Well, no kidding, because I'm gonna be honest with you, I didn't see that coming. I mean, uh, I'm sure somebody in Vegas took home some cash oh, to I'm randomly sure bet did. on him. I am sure. Yeah, <laughs> you, you know, I mean, it's it's it, it's so funny, you know, because it's like when I wanna when I when I feel like I wanna go ahead and and bet and and do a Vegas bet, you know, uh, like my pick is nowhere near the top, but it's like maybe when I just don't think about betting and I just kind of go 
go with my 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 normal you know predictions like when we do on the podcast you know i'm usually you know pretty close to it you know what i mean <laughs> but i don't maybe i just put i put a lot of pressure on myself but i certainly didn't see chris busher winning this what you call it why don't you go ahead and just run us down the top 10 kenny uh, yeah so top 10 obviously we got chris busher who won which is fantastic that is t- Technically speaking, the first win for Roush Fenway Keselowski racing. So that's a pretty huge deal for them going into next year. Technically a first year team, so to speak, but big, big, big win. I'm sure he feels really great. Chris Busher is a great person from what I understand. Yeah. And working with him briefly, really cool guy. So yeah, huge win. And man, he did it in a pretty convincing fashion. And he held off Chase Elliott for it, who came home in second. Third was William Byron. Christopher Bell, who was already locked in soon as the race started. Fifth was Kyle Larson. Sixth, Ross Chastain. Seventh, A.J. Allmendinger. Eighth, a very solid day for Cole Custer and Stuart Haas racing. Ninth was Denny Hamlin. Tenth was Kevin Harvick, but that was not enough for him to advance to the next round of the playoffs. So he is also going to be out. And he had quite a bit of words to say, and he wasn't the only driver to say those type of things. But we'll talk a little bit more about that as we go. Just a couple notables. Obviously, the playoffs have dropped off four more drivers. So we are now in the round of 12, which is going to be starting at Texas this weekend then Dega, and then to close out at the Roval, which I am anticipating going. We'll see. I want to go out there because my friend is racing on Saturday in Xfinity. Shout out Brad Perez. It's going to be a number 35. Mm-hmm. have to give him a big shout out. But Harvick, Kyle Busch, Tyler Reddick, Austin Dillon are now eliminated from the playoffs. So that's the end of their playoff, their championship oh, yeah. run at the very least. So a lot of things happen. And I'm sure the name of this episode is going to be something about attrition, but there was a lot of it, and it happened at the worst possible time for quite a few drivers. I mean, man, Blaney had lost a tire, tire cut down, things that just were absolutely terrible. Yeah. Quite a few others had the similar problem. I mean, it was almost just as bad as the tire debacle at Indianapolis in 2008. Like, it was bad. So, mm-hmm. a lot of problems, and a lot of drivers sounded off about it, Renee, so... It did not leave a lot of people happy. The first race on the concrete in the next gen... It did not leave a lot of happy faces, and it pissed off quite a few people. And drivers have been very vocal this season about how they feel about. Yeah, the car. I, I, and and I I don't I don't blame them. And I mean, you know, we are in the first you know year of using this car, and you you knew there were going to be concerns and whatnot, you know. But but I mean, now I don't think we should be surprised at you know the drivers having you know not very good things to say about this car right now but i mean or or at any time during this year but it is what it is you know what i mean and and i think the good thing is that it it makes it an even field across the board does that make any sense like uh, i mean yeah i mean it does because i mean technically speaking as they say the you know, in the 74 years NASCAR has been around or so, this is the first time a, in quotation, spec race car, because they don't build these things like the right, way they exactly. used to. Right, exactly. That's my point. A lot of the parts are given to them. So it's, I think, like, this is also a general thing with how things are in real life. If you bought a car from the last two years, I'm sure it's probably not as quality as it would have been if you bought it a couple years prior, right? I'm sure a 2017 model of you insert X car is probably more quality than that one that came out in 2020, 21, or 22. Again, you know, there can be a shortage of parts, but there can also be a lack of quality in parts when you're making the same one. It's not impossible for it to But yeah, I think that's just been a, a big thing. I think also the, the thing is what we heard at Martinsville and Richmond was it's like very, very difficult to pass, not because they want it easier, but these drivers understand what has made things work correctly. Like, 
being super fast going into the corner is not exactly what you want. You really want a faster exit than you do entry. It's just what it is, yeah. right? Or or you want to be as slow as you can in the corner, but you want to exit as fast as possible. But yeah, that was a, a big complaint. And obviously, this is the first time on this concrete with this car. And if people don't know, like the forces that the loads that these cars are taking at Bristol are very heavy. They've always been historically heavy. And obviously this car is durable to its own extent, but there were several power steering failures, plenty of blown tires that happened on Saturday night. And it just made hell. <laughs> it made hell at the Great Coliseum on Saturday. It was it was not a fun time for quite well, a few people. I mean, even Denny said, we need Next Gen 2.0, but we just got to figure out who's going to pay yeah, for it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I mean, you know, nobody, nobody other than I, I think Kyle Busch probably had the worst car breakdown. But, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, my two picks, you know, that I picked was, was Kevin Harvick and Kyle Busch, you know, because I really felt like they were going to come through, you know, being veterans and whatnot, you know, but it didn't, it didn't end up working that way. But, you know, kind of like going into Kyle Busch, situation I gotta tell you Kenny you know the reaction of the crowd as he came off the track and I think you know the fans especially especially <laughs> Kyle Bush fans knew exactly what was happening but I mean <laughs> they they were happy man every time <laughs> I, it's, I mean it's funny because remember the first race of the playoffs at Darlington the same thing happened he was out for a mechanical failure, and it was funny because obviously his teammate as well, Martin Truex, had a similar problem. But I think either the engine gave or something because it looked like smoke was coming out both exhausts. And I was like, yeah, that's not a good sign. Right. Um, it is not right. a very good sign. But Kyle Busch was – he was Kyle Busch in his interview. He was like, hey, look, you know – it's just that type of day. He was like, look, it is what it is. I got kids to go home, so I'm going home. He was like, look, I'm not even waiting around to see if I'm going to make it to the next round. I'm getting on my plane, and I'm going home to see my kids. Right, and I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's exactly what he did. Now, I mean, now this pretty much means Kyle Busch is officially at RCR, that's for sure. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, all that signed, sealed, and delivered. Obviously, he's still got the, the last few races to, you know. But, yeah, I mean, it's been a hell of a season and a hell of a year for him. Not a normal year you would expect right. out of Kyle yeah. Busch. has had a lot of ups and downs. But I'm sure those contract negotiations were quite a bit for him in general this year. I'm sure that weighed on him quite a bit because he's never been in that situation as long as I've seen. Right, exactly. As long as I've been very tentative to racing. I mean, he's been in the, you know, in the 18 for the last 15 years, so... It's like, it's kind of weird to even think about this. Like, oh man, I never would have thought we would be even having this discussion that, oh yeah, we've got to talk about Kyle Busch going to another team. Like, it's yeah. it's crazy to hear, but I mean, <laughs> you know, just to talk about it briefly, because obviously, like I said last week on last week's episode, news always comes out anytime I have the podcast loaded and ready for y'all on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. It is just death and taxes and me and me doing that because it's just notorious. As far as I'm concerned, this Tuesday, there should be no news. I don't think so. There should be no driver going anywhere or anything like that, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I don't think so. But either way, yes, Kyle Busch is going to RCR, and he'll actually be in the eight is what's been described. And Tyler Reddick is still under contract for next year, but he will not have his same team that he's had these they'll have for the remainder of this year. So I tend to wonder what's going to happen with that because – they're still looking for a charter, and I'm not sure who they'll get it from. 
even though I think the one thing they're probably looking for more so is the number. It has been rumored that he may, that Kyle Busch may drive the 51. Obviously, if you guys don't know, put two and two together. Mm-hmm. Rowdy Burns, number 51, Days of Thunder, boom, there you go. Yeah. Kyle, Rowdy Bush, it's simple as that, right? So we'll see, but yeah, that was an interesting move. Renee, what you well, think about it? Because, man... <laughs> He's not a Toyota anymore. It's crazy. So, so this is exactly what I was going to add on to that. You know, you know, it, the number itself, him driving it. You know, like there's so there's so many different drivers that that have moved over to different numbered cars, and you just kind of like, wow, this just looks weird. You know what I mean? And and the last time I felt that was when Jimmy Johnson, you know, driving the forty eight. But it, it, it's not so much the number, it was just like, you know, you know I, I see Jimmy Johnson and I'm expecting to see lows across, you know, the entire car. And it's just the same way when I look at, you know, Kyle Busch, I'm, I, I look for the M&M's logo. I like that. It, mm-hmm. It's peanut butter and jelly. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> and then when you try to come in and, you know, add, you know, honey to it, I'm like, Okay, it's it that that sounds good. Okay, but it's just weird. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, like who? No, I get it. I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of people. It's like you know, the thing is, I have friends who don't watch NASCAR and they know who Kyle Busch is. And someone will say, "Hey, you know that guy in the Eminem's car? I've seen him on TV." I was like, "Kyle Busch, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah." Now, now it's gonna be like, okay, I, honestly, we don't know what sponsors right, will exactly. have. I'm assuming Bass Pro Shops may be one of them. But, but that's what makes it double weird. We'll see. That hasn't been disclosed. Right, but, it's going to be but weird. But that's what makes it double weird is because it's a, it's going to be a different numbered car and it's going to be a different sponsor. And you're just like, wow. That just, you know, that, that's why I was saying it, it. it's weird only because, like, when I was talking about Jimmy Johnson, well, you know, he just went from a different sponsor. and But, but still, it, so it's kind of weird seeing Allie. You know, you, you know what I'm saying, right? It, yeah. it, it would, no, it was strange when when Ally came on, and I mean, I like the paint schemes that they ran for him. Yeah, but like obviously, since 2002, I saw Lowe's up until he retired. <laughs> exactly. Or like, it was so strange when I'm like, oh dang, I'm not gonna see that silver in in whatever blue you or cobalt blue or whatever you want to yeah, call exactly. it like that. I mean, it's just odd. I mean, even when he used to run like that scheme that was not completely just regular gray and blue lows, but it had cobalt on it. That that scheme, even I think about it, and that's the first thing I think of. So yeah. it, it's also funny because in the Dale Jr. download, he was talking to Greg Biffle last week, and he also talked about the fact that like, okay, like for the three, for example, when he sees a three in the yard, this yard, or he sees it at a track, nine times out of ten, he's probably think he said he was thinking about like, oh yeah, you know, someone who's still an Arnhart fan, yeah. But also, obviously, Dylan has Austin Dillon has had the three for a couple years, and it's like, oh yeah, he could also be an Austin Dillon fan. But you also, <laughs> most people are also thinking about the three isn't Dale Earnhardt. Most of the time, when I see a three on anybody's car, I probably don't think of Austin Dillon. I think of Dale Earnhardt well, Senior. I can before tell anything you, I else, definitely but, don't think of Austin Dillon. Um, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's again what seems to be obvious for the eighteen next year if they still run the eighteen specifically, but. It's looking to be probably Ty Gibbs moving up to that car. Nobody knows just yet, but it seems like the very obvious move. And so, again, Ty Gibbs is going to cost you a whole lot less yeah. than Kyle Busch will. You know, they said estimated around 15 to 18 million was where he was, but nobody knows the exact number. But I can believe he was definitely one of the highest paid drivers in, in the Cup Series right now. There's no doubt. Oh, absolutely. Um, a championship driver, a 
200 plus win driver across all three national series like he has got a proven track record there is no doubt we know he's a very talented race car driver but yeah i mean it seems like ty gibbs is probably going to move into that seat next year he's also in contention for a championship in the xfinity series yeah so yeah you know it's looking like that's what it's going to be but man it is going to be so strange to see kyle back in a chevy i know he started with hendrick but it's going to be so odd because i'm so used to seeing him in a toyota camera it's going to be very weird but it's going to be odd anyway just just watching the playoffs continue without harvick and kyle bush specifically the 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 2022 nascar cup series playoff standings are as follows and i'll run it down real quick kenny number one is in in first place is chase elliott number two joey logano that doesn't surprise me at all joey's just joey's joey logano <laughs> just name his name just pops up when you really don't even want it to be there you know what i mean but <laughs> you're like why am i not surprised joey logano's there ross chastain Kyle Larson, William Byron, Denny Hamlin, and Christopher Bell, and Ryan Blaney are down to the last seven and eight. Now, on the bubble, Kenny, Chase Briscoe, Alex Bowman, Daniel Suarez, and Austin Centric. All right, so, Kenny, this this gets tough because... There's uh, some drivers here that I didn't expect to still be here. And remember, we had already given our first four that we thought were going to not make it, and then uh, that didn't end up being mm-hmm. the case. So this this kind of <laughs> makes it tough and interesting, but 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 I like it. But I like it because it, it, it really throws a wrench into what I'm sure every everybody else's bracket probably looked like. You know, when you know how like when you do the you know, you do you do the whole March Madness bracket and you're like, oh, well, man, I didn't don't see that remind me. Good lord, my brackets, my brackets this past year got cooked, so Ooh, that was that. Yeah, but, I know. was done after the first week. <laughs> Man, first day, I think first day this year, I was cooked, so you know that was that. But yeah, I mean, we picked a couple names. I mean, Bowman was one on my list for sure. Yeah. Austin Cedric was one on my list. Chase Briscoe also was the only person that actually didn't make it that I had picked was Austin Dillon. So. That was the only one I got, so don't take me to Vegas at this point. Yeah. But, well, um. I, I tell you what. Well, <laughs> Chase Elliott is, is is at number one, and that's pretty much where I knew he would be. So so Chase Elliott at number one at the top of the list still kind of has me at where I thought I would be as far as, like, you know, at, mm-hmm. at, who was moving on and who was going to still be in, in the playoff standings and whatnot. But this this brings everything kind of like kind of full circle in a sense of like now when we get ready to do our predictions it's like where do you go i mean because i mean no nobody has won a race yet yeah i mean that's the weird thing is like nobody in the from the playoffs has actually won a race so far (laughs) in the first round which is i mean it would be quite a a feat for this to continue for the next seven weeks but i really don't imagine it happening that way but i think if anything chase elliott has been quietly very good yeah i think this is a thing about the playoffs i think i also talked about this at one point years before but it seems like the one who you're not really thinking about as much is the one who ends up winning a championship sans kyle larson last year otherwise like even when chase won his championship i just didn't think he was ready but Clearly, I was wrong. Yeah. It just just written in the stars, and it was Jimmy's last race. It was just perfect, you know. It was it was picture perfect, but you know, honestly, it, you know, looking at these tracks, Texas, Dega, and, and the Roval, um, a collection of these guys have actually won here already. So it's believable to see it done again. But yeah. you know, the thing is, 
when I look at who's left, there's only three drivers in the champ in the championship hunt right now that actually have won a won a title. So that's Chase, Joey, and Kyle Larson. So now, in the event they're both all three of those guys are eliminated. We legitimately have a chance to have a first-time champion this season. Even now, with the 12 that are left, there's a slight chance of that happening. So, we could get it done. You know, there's a 30% yeah. chance at this time with them sitting in there. But, we'll see what happens. But, it's going to be really interesting going forward. But, man, Bristol was wild. We'll see how Texas shapes out. Dega should be pretty crazy. And, same thing with the Roval as the cutoff race. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was a wild first round. And, I think that's all I got, yeah, at least for I right now. Too. So, I guess it's time for some predictions. All right. Well, it is Time for some predictions, my brother. And uh, where are we going? Are we going to Texas? Yeah, we're we are going, to, going to big old Texas, brother. Kenny, who you got? It's time for race predictions. All right, Texas Motor Speedway, which is truthfully now down to one race for next season. I'm very happy about that. Yeah. I'm just going to say that right now. Man, it's been hard to pick somebody who's not in the playoffs at this point. Because, I mean, it seems like everyone who is not in it are the hot ones. <laughs> and so, with that being said, I'm going to make two picks. One will be in the playoffs, one will not. So, I'm going to make it even, 50-50 chance. So, I'm going with Chase Elliott to get it done at Texas and if my alternative pick, someone who has won in Texas in the past, I'm going with Kevin Harvick as well. Yeah. So those are my picks. I'm sticking to them. I guess everything's bigger in Texas, but Renee, who you got? All right, here we go. My pick is going to be none other than the closer, Kevin Harvick. And my alternative pick, I'm going to go with Denny Hamlin. I'm going to go with two veterans. So Kevin Harvick is my main pick. Denny Hamlin is my alternative pick. Well, there you go. Those are our picks, and we are sticking with them. What say you, fans of All Turns, No Breaks? Let us know, let us know who you think is going to win. You got an alternative pick? Let us know as well. Hit us up on our social media, and our social media is at Turns, No Breaks. That's across the board on our social media, at Turns, No Breaks. Hit us up. Let us know. Drop us a line. Let us know how you love the podcast. If you know anybody who likes NASCAR just as much as you do, just as much as me and Kenny do, please turn them on to our podcast. Even though it's already towards the end of the season and we are already, already in the playoffs, that doesn't mean that they can't be turned on to our podcast. I guarantee you they'll love it because this podcast is for fans by fans. We always appreciate you tuning in and supporting All Turns No Breaks. We certainly appreciate each and every one of you that tune in each and every week. For Kenny and myself, we will see you next week on another episode of All Turns and No Breaks. See y'all. Round 12 is here. Stay hydrated. Thanks so much for tuning in. 